What happens when two dudes, one a retired Navy SEAL commander in Colorado Springs, and the other a hippie meditation teacher in New York City, get together to discuss living mindfully? That's a great question, because we don't know what will happen either. Raw, uncut, and unapologetic. Welcome to Men Talking Mindfulness with co-hosts John McCaskill and Will Schneider. Each week, we take an authentic dive into how mindfulness continually impacts our lives, deepens our relationships, and allows us to be emotionally alive. We filter all of our conversations through the man box, where we unpack how as men we are expected to act in society, how fighting the authentic human experience is exhausting and damaging, and how mindfulness can help. If you would like to listen live, join Will and John every Friday at 12.30 Eastern Time on IG Live at handle at WillNotFear. We take each IG episode and upload them straight to this podcast. So happy you're tuning in to Men Talking Mindfulness. Now, on to the show. For those of us, or those of you rather, tuning in, this is Men Talking Mindfulness, John McCaskill here coming to you from Colorado Springs, actually coming to you from my basement guest room, and I've got Will <laughs> Schneider here with us too. So for those of you new to the show, um, we've done this for a season on LinkedIn, or rather on Instagram Live, and we moved it to LinkedIn Live. Here we go. Okay, it is it is live over there on on the uh, on the phone, so it's always nice to confirm that we are in fact streaming. But anyway, we've been doing this on Instagram Live for almost a year, Will and I did. And we had uh, we had pretty good success there and had a lot of fun. But we decided to move it to uh, LinkedIn Live here so that we can have uh, a broader audience and hopefully share it on Instagram later on Will's account and then and then also have it as a podcast, which we do. So Men Talking Mindfulness has been a podcast for about six months now had about 20 episodes and this is season two season two in the new year so happy new year to those of you tuning in today happy new year to those of you who are going to be listening in later so let's see will happy new year brother john happy new year to you too thank you so much i'm in uh I live in New York City but I'm upstate right now at a friend's place and they gave me their master suite i don't know how I ended nice. up getting this ridiculous <laughs> room on 50 acres of farm, but, uh, but uh, yeah, happy new year. I'm excited to be on LinkedIn live, um, sharing our men talking mindfulness and what we've experienced as mindfulness practitioners and teachers. So um, really uh, excited to, to join you, John new, new year's day. Like I can't believe we're doing this on January 1st and I'm actually not hung over or something. <laughs> so it's good to be here. <laughs> yep. Yep. So let's see. I've got, I've got some comments here. Hopefully it says your connection is bad. Can't hear your voice. Well, hopefully, hopefully that'll clear up in the next few minutes, but Hey, like, uh, like we've said in the past, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it is raw, uncut and un- unapologetic. Again, I'm broadcasting from home <laughs> out on a farm, uh, in the basement. So maybe the connection isn't that great, but, uh, bottom line, we're here. Happy new year. And we're here to do man talking mindfulness. That said, the way that we normally kick this off and wrap it up is some type of ground grounding practice uh, mm-hmm. led by Will and myself. And we have uh, and, and we've got some plans for for 2021. So that said, what yeah. I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to leave this off with a quick grounding practice to invite 2021 in and uh, and say goodbye to uh, to 2020. So. Yeah. All right. That said, 
go ahead and assume a comfortable position, whatever that looks like for you. I personally, I like sitting in a chair. I like putting my hands on my lap. I start with my hands turned up, my palms turned up. It's kind of inviting a sense of vulnerability or in, it engages the parasympathetic nervous system, which is what we want to do during a mindfulness uh, and meditation practice. So comfortable. And then if you're comfortable doing so, close your eyes. If not, just go ahead and soften your gaze and kind of look into about six to eight feet in front of you. And then just bring your attention to the here and now, what it is you're feeling in the very moment, right here, right now. Something that's very easy to bring that attention and that focus to is your breath. And that's what we'll do right now is not force your breath, but just notice it. Notice the very act of breathing in and breathing out. Notice how your diaphragm rises as you breathe in and falls as you breathe out. Rises and falls. And now just think about this last year, 2020, the fact that it is over. And on each breath, as you breathe out, imagine breathing out 2020. And as you breathe in, breathing in the new year of 2021. Breathing out 2020. And breathing in 2021. And letting go of 2020 as you breathe out. And thinking about the potential of 2021 as you breathe in. Breathing out 2020. and breathing in the new possibilities of 2021. And finally, letting go of 2020. And breathing in with excitement for 2021. Now, Slowly bring your attention back to the here, the now. Do one last deep cleansing breath, breathing into your belly, into your chest. Hold it for a second and let it go. And when you're ready, go ahead and invite some movement back into your body and slowly Either refocus your gaze or open your eyes. All right, here we are. Thank you, John. Thank All you right. for that. That was beautiful. Yeah.
Yeah. Thank you for letting me go through that. So again, here we are, Men Talking Mindfulness on, on LinkedIn Live. And, uh, and hopefully the, the podcast uh, will sound okay because we are recording this. And uh, again, streaming from my basement guest bedroom with my kids right outside the door. But we are uh, unapologetic about the show and, and it's raw and uncut. So here we are. So what we've done in the past is we've done men talking mindfulness where we've gone through, hey, what it is to be a man, what it is to be expected in society. <laughs> you can see my daughter bouncing around on the bed behind me. She just came in. <laughs> so, hey, we knew this was going to happen. So right anyhow, on cue, dude. Right, right on, on cue, John. Right on. Right on cue. <laughs> so, yeah, what we've done with 2020, where Will and I really started, I mean, basically, it was the beginning of last year. And where were we? The, you know, we were going through an impeachment process. There, there were fires. There was racial injustice. There, and then, obviously, COVID started. And people started working from home. And, I mean, so much stuff has happened in 2020. And we covered a lot of that. But also yeah. what we covered was, again, where, what it means to be a man, what it's thought of to be masculine. And yeah. also the feelings that we have and how those are perceived. Um, so that we'll, we'll, we'll continue to do the same thing and kind of view things through what Will calls, and I think you got this from uh, one of your friends, is, is the, the man box and toxic masculinity. Yeah. So over to you, Will, to, to talk any, any about that or what, what you're anticipating for the future of the show or... Uh, or what we've done in the past, man, over to you. Yeah, well, I, th I think it's like, I love the awareness that we're already creating with uh, with men talking mindfulness. And, and you know, we, we say in the introduction to the podcast, it's like filtering things through the man box, which is like these heteromasculine norms that are just kind of instilled on us as children and, and then into early adolescence and then even into manhood that, you know, that we're not even, you know, really aware that like how it's really affecting us as a person, as in our relationships, in our jobs, in our lives, with ourselves. Um, uh, and it's like, I'm just ex excited that, that we're bringing this awareness, finding this awareness, and then being able to talk to it, and then using mindfulness as a tool in order to shift that script. So um, yeah, we're also going to have like, what is it, February 5th, we're having Liz Plank on. Uh, who wrote a book called um, yeah, definitely uh, for the love of men. Yeah. She wrote a really, I mean, I've, I've kind of dove into the book. I'm on like my second, uh, not second read, but my second, like first 20, 30 pages of the book. <laughs> so she's done a lot of research. I'm excited to have her in and part of the show just to kind of help us um, you know, understand what this, you know, the big term out there in a lot of ways is this toxic masculinity that has kind of infused our, you know, masculinity and what it really can be instead of uh, being what it is in this like in this tight knitted um, rigid format in a lot of ways um, so yeah john this is going to be uh, i'm excited to you know, be on linkedin and and also help not just men because uh, this is helpful for everybody sure uh, but 100%. helping people yeah yeah helping people like really understanding how powerful mindfulness can be for their for their you know for their relationships for their business for their lives um, so here we are, John. Thanks for, yeah. this is great that we get a chance to do this. Yeah. And, and we'll keep this particular episode pretty short, uh, being that it yeah. is New Year's Day. But um, for those of you who haven't tuned in before, um, quick intros and, and how we got into mindfulness, because I think that's an important foundation to lay. Absolutely. So, so it's not just two dudes <laughs> who are just throwing those terms out and, uh, right. and, and people 
actually realize who we are and why we got into this. Um, so, Will, I'll let you kind of kick off your journey, how you got started, and then uh, and sure. then uh, I'll jump in with mine. Well, I, um, you know, I think I was I was stuffed in that man box, and but not even just the man box. It was like just stuffed into a uh, a way of being. Like this is how this is this like I was given my uh, pre- prescription or uh, who I should be given to me by my, this is who I want you to be kind of by my family, by my parents. Um, and, uh, mindfulness has helped to just really help flip that script. Like I got to a point in my life where my heart was broken. I didn't know what, uh, what, you know, what was left or right or what was up or down. Um, and, uh, that's when I really started journaling is really what my mindfulness journey started. Uh, and then meditation came and then I started practicing yoga back in like 2000, 2002-2003 um, I'm teaching it to this day um, and mindfulness has just always been a an incredible resource for me to understand myself on a deeper level which helps me understand everything else in my life um, and the big things that I've seen really has helped me with is like just a great sense of patience and confidence and uh, you know I, I teach it you know, I have a, you know, I have willnotfear.com is, is my label and where you can find all my classes and stuff. I offer meditation classes and, you know, a nice wake up class as well as yoga. Um, and I'm teaching in all different companies and I'm teaching in a, in a high school in California, right? now, just teaching people really simple mindfulness techniques. And, uh, you know, it's, a uh, it just carries me forward, John, somehow my mindfulness is just like, cause what I, how, and the effects it's had on me and the effects I have, I see it have on, you know, students as well as other people that are practicing mindfulness. It's just, uh, um, it's just, I just feel so passionate about it and so heartfelt. And it's just such a great place to, to be in the world, especially coming through 2020, moving into 2021. <laughs> yeah. We're like, yeah, everybody, it's like, we're every, when I, I, I'm sure like you yourself, John, with Veterans Path and the other work you're doing, you know, there was this massive uptick, like April, May, June, July, I'm just like, whoa, like I want to meditate. I want to do mindfulness. I just got, you know, a news back from my Google ad technician. He's like, yeah, I don't know why. Or I don't know what's going on. But like your uh, med- breath and meditation lab is just really blowing up right now. People are oh. searching for meditation. So it's yeah. like, you know, not like I'm, you know, converting a bunch of students right now, but people are searching for this is kind of my point. Um, and then, you know, through that constant, like, hey, let's get out. I just want to like teach, teach, teach. This is how we ended up like, getting in a conversation, but like, let's do something live. And here we are, you know, helping, uh, not just ourselves and each other, but like a, a broader, um, you know, a broader audience. So, yeah, I love it. that you hit on that, man. Cause, cause this does help me every week that we get together to, to talk mm-hmm. mindfulness, uh, you know, just being present in the here and now to discuss mindfulness is, is, uh, that's helpful every week for me. And I always feel more grounded yeah. after our conversations. Um, so, yeah. you know, if, if you are tuning in for the first time, the plan is to have this every Friday during the same time block. And, uh, and yeah. hopefully as you listen or watch, you can help, you can get more grounded and, and walk yeah. away from this hour feeling better, feeling de-stressed, uh, and maybe more productive, whatever the case may be. But mindfulness and meditation does help with all that. And so that goes yeah. to my my background. And and yeah. 
how I got into it. And Will, I love your background, man. Uh, I think it's powerful. And and the, the you didn't hit on the travel stuff that you've done with. Uh, your, oh, your I travel. know. There's a so. there, there's well, there's a lot. I mean, it's like it's uh, uh <clears throat> it's amazing how it comes full circle, John. How it all comes yeah. kind of back around, and it's like, yeah. But please tell us about yeah. like how you've how you've tried. We'll, you know, I'm sure another episode. We'll, we'll talk about some of the other layers sure, of like how sure. I got to where I am, but peel back uh, the onion, right? <laughs> I know it's like, yeah, the, the, yeah exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, how I got into it, uh, in, in, I, I'm a retired Navy SEAL commander retired, uh, just this past August and had been in the, in the Navy for 24 years and in the Navy SEAL teams since 2003. So about 17 years. And um, through that time in the in the SEAL teams and through the Navy, just in general, I had some ups and downs, uh, and and really ended up battling with some survivor guilt, which I honestly didn't even know it was survivor guilt uh, at the time. Uh, some some things that happened. We lost some good friends, um, and I came back from a deployment and just kind of boxed all that stuff away because I was like, hey, I don't have time to deal with that. I'll deal with it later, if at all. And um, came back and started looking at the next deployment and the next what we call a workup cycle to get ready for that next deployment. So, you know, at the time I was a platoon commander uh, running around with, uh, you know, 15 or 16 other guys, getting them ready to deploy on their next deployment. And um, I, I boxed that stuff up, put it away, and it affected me professionally. It affected me uh, emotionally. And it affected me personally. So professionally, my my work degraded for quite a while. My focus was not there. Uh, my my attention was not where it should have been. My uh, emotional state was a wreck. I started getting nervous, started getting depressed about things, started feeling anxiety about the future, about that next deployment, and about being in the Navy in general. And uh, and then uh, on the personal level. I was married before. I'm on my second marriage now. My, I think my first marriage suffered quite a bit because of what I'd gone through and what I was still going through. Um, so I went to seek counseling and the, the psychiatrists that I saw did what they thought was best for me. And, and uh, I don't blame them for this, but they put me on medication and the medication did help with the stress and with the anxiety and with the depression. But at the same time, it also killed some of the joy that I was experiencing or wanted to experience with life. Mm. So after a few, few years of that, mm. I, uh, I went to a counselor and I told him, Hey, look, I want to come off this medication because honestly the, the medication, it had, it had again, helped with the stress and anxiety and depression, but it, it also not only numbed the, the, the fun parts, the fulfilling parts of life, but also caused me some some uh, thoughts of hey maybe I, life would be better without me the world would be better without me um started to think that i i was a coward for uh some things that i'd not done in my past or or some things that i had done mm. and uh, i started to really feel that the world would be better without me so wow. uh, i went to the next level of counseling and f ran into this guy, uh, this one counselor who recommended mindfulness and meditation. And, and for those of you who have listened to me on a, on a podcast before that you've probably heard this piece, but, 
uh, the guy, when he recommended it to me, I was like, Hey man, that's, that's some snake oil. I don't believe in it. And, uh, that's you know, some hippie shit. Yeah, that, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, Hey, you know what? I, I'm a, I'm a Navy SEAL operator. I, this is, this is not for me. That's for the weak, which is, is exactly opposite. It's not for the weak. It's for the strong. It's for those who want to take control of their lives and, and really get their minds right. And Anyway, um, he recommended it to me for two weeks. I, I practiced just using an app and, uh, and then went back to him. I was like, hey, doc, it's not working out for me. What else do you ha have for me? And he laughed at me. He's like, well, that's like going to the gym for two weeks and thinking that you're going to come back, you know, looking like mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger or be in the best shape of your life, which we all know is not <laughs> the case. Uh, so I went back and continued meditating and continued practicing mindfulness throughout my day. And, and that's something that we'll talk about in the show is, hey, mindfulness yeah. and meditation are often used synonymously, but they're not necessarily the same. But there is a lot of overlap. Right. But anyway, I, I was practicing both. And after about eight weeks, I started to enjoy some things that I had enjoyed in the past, but wasn't enjoying. Now I started to enjoy them again. And I started enjoying my family, started enjoying my relationships at work, started to enjoy the work that I was doing. I was more focused, more productive. Uh, mm. I felt more fulfilled in life. And, and then I, I was able to come off the medication. So I was, I was using meditation now with a T and not using <laughs> medication now with a C. And, uh, and, I, and I just felt so much better. And uh, roughly uh, about a year after that, I started uh, thinking about what it was I was going to do after I left the Navy. And mm. one of my mentors sat me down. And he's like, well, you need to really start thinking about uh, networking, branching out, seeing what industry it is you want to work in, find it is, find what it is you're passionate about. And as I was going through that journey, I was still meditating and still get people started coming up to me and they were asking me, hey, what are you doing differently? You, you seem to be more level headed. Uh, there it is. That's yeah. And, and when people up. started coming to me and, and asking me, I was like, okay, well, it's not just something that I feel. This is actually something that I've, I've got going differently in my life. And mm -hmm. when they, when people started asking me what I was doing differently, I was telling them uh, at first I was a little hesitant, but I, I would tell them, I was like, oh, great, here I go. I'm going to tell them about meditation and they're going to laugh at me, but I would tell them <laughs> and they'd be like, well, tell me more, tell me more. Exactly. And so I, I would share it. And then a few, a few people would start practicing and they would come up to me and they Hey man, I've been practicing for a couple of weeks now and I'm starting to see the difference. And mm. I was like, you know what? I can do this. I can do this for a living. And so here I am. I, I, yeah. I, I do, I do teach meditation and mindfulness much like you do. I don't teach the yoga mm. though. I, I definitely need to start implementing yoga in my life because <laughs> I'm ready to help John. Yeah. Ready to help. <laughs> 43 year old uh, dad of two young ones and uh, and a third on the way uh, to coming this summer. So and, awesome. uh, and yeah, if I, if I don't start implementing more movement into my life, then, then, uh, then it's going to be tough. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's, that's my background. And now I teach it uh, as, as the deputy executive director for a nonprofit called veterans path, where we teach mindfulness yeah. and meditation to veterans and active duty service members. Um, to help them do a lot of the same things or deal with a lot of the same things that I was dealing with. Um, and it also helps, uh, it helps to just be focused in the present, right. And be right. enjoy life more and be more fulfilled. And then yeah. I also, I also do it uh, kind of like you do well on the side. Uh, I teach mindfulness and meditation to corporate teams because it does yeah. help them to be more focused and more productive at work. Mm -hmm. But the part that I'm really concerned about with the corporate teams is just having, having, happier and healthier workforces yeah because, uh, or just more calm you know just yeah, calm yeah, down so, so much of that so well, 
Yeah. Let, let me ask you, John, though, if, uh, you know, because you really touched on an important point, I think it'd be very helpful to, to hear more about it. It's like, you know, you, you mentioned you went to the doc and he's like, hey, you know, tr do try meditation, try, um, try this app. And, and there's two weeks yeah. you're like, no, it's not working. Like at what point, like beyond those two weeks, did you start to like feel a difference? And then at what point did you shift from medication uh, to only meditation? Because I think it's like, because yeah. I think that this is a really key point about, and we have a whole um, episode on season one about practice, about practicing. And I think and that's super, I mean, it's not just mindfulness as an idea, but mindfulness in practicality and not just right. in your daily life, like working and functioning in your relationships at work and at work, but also like sitting and actually practicing and, and putting in your reps, you know, if we can uh -huh. talk from like, you know, putting in yeah. your reps, you know? Um, that's right. So where, where was that transition for you? Cause yeah. like, it's so, cause it's the fuck, it's the patience, John. That, of, of mindfulness that is so important as much as you know the mindfulness itself just just For being sure. with it and sticking with it yeah so i mean much like the the grounding practice that we did at the at the beginning you know yeah. you may have felt better from that practice in and of itself so that was tapping into the parasympathetic nervous system the vagus mm. nerve the parasympathetic nervous system is the rest and digest nervous system that's kind of calms things down and so if you do a, a practice you may feel the immediate effects right after that mm. and and that that that's great but as soon as you go out into the real world outside your meditation practice you may run into some jerk who cuts cuts you off on track in traffic or whatever the case may be and i say some jerk with air quotes because you never know what that person is doing maybe maybe they're rushing to the hospital because they've got somebody in in the car that's having a baby or i don't know so you that, have no, but that, that's next level of mindfulness thinking yeah so that's to, the compassion to like actually consider somebody right. else exactly right. thank you john yeah <laughs> yes. so the, the compassion or the empathy that comes with practice but anyway so that, that immediate practice and that immediate feeling of feeling better can go away pretty quickly if you get stressed out again. Mm. So you've tapped into the parasympathetic nervous system, but you haven't rewired your brain. And that rewiring takes you know somewhere around eight weeks to happen. You open up yeah. new neural pathways and you continually practice and make a habit of it. We've all heard it takes something like 21 days to make a habit. I think it's actually closer to 60 days, which is about 66, eight, you know, eight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 66 days, right? Which is about eight weeks, yeah. somewhere around there. Yep. And, and uh, you know, if you practice for eight or nine weeks, you're actually opening up new neural pathways and literally rewiring your brain. So yeah. yes, when I was practicing for those times in the morning, you know, for a few minutes here and there using that app, then I would go to work and somebody would cut me off or my boss would be giving me a task and I'd get stressed out again. I was like, oh, this meditation stuff, it doesn't work, but it would. It, it, if I continue to practice, that's when it opened up those new neural pathways and mm -hmm. turned off the reaction of the the amygdala the fight or flight reaction of the amygdala right. and turned on right. the response of the prefrontal cortex the more rational part of your brain yeah so yeah talking uh talking about how long it took yeah i felt those immediate effects right, right after a practice but then those immediate effects went away the long-term lasting effects took about eight or nine weeks and that's when I really felt a difference in my life. Uh, and that's when I, that's yeah. when I came off of medication. So once I was like, Hey, you know what? I feel that's better. Awesome. I was like, I'm, I'm going to cut it off. And I cut it off cold Turkey. I don't recommend that <laughs> for just anyone. Yeah. Uh, and right. the only reason I was able to do it was because I was continuing to see a counselor and I was practicing meditation. Uh, so 
uh, definitely do not recommend that because there were there were some downsides to coming off cold turkey. But uh, luckily, I did have meditation to fall back on and counseling. Mm. So, mm. yeah, that's uh, that's how long it took. And that's when I came off of it. Well, and even at that after that, like nine or eight, nine, ten week period, you know, this is also the, the people in your life that were saying, hey, you know, something's different with you. That happened. It was a little later or around the same time. I'm just I'm just curious because like yeah. I know that experience. Like, what are you doing differently? Like you seem happier and you seem more relaxed. And and I was like, you know, and it, and you don't even realize it. You're just like being who you are. And, right. and mindfulness and the meditation just kind of naturally bring up our who we really are at our essence as people are loving beings, you know? Yeah. So I'm sorry. So when was, what yeah, was that? So um, that, that was uh, probably about three months after I, I started, other people came up to me and, and you, uh, you know, I'll use this analogy over and over, but it's much like the gym. You know, you go to the gym for a month and you start to see a difference in the scale. You go to the gym for two weeks and you start to see a difference in the mirror and you go to the gym for three months and other people start to see a difference in how you look and, yeah. uh, and, yeah. and they start commenting. Well, I, I, right. I swear it's almost the exact same in that it took about three months um, when people started to come up to me and they're like, Hey man, what, what are you doing differently? At, 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 and because when my boss would bring me a, a task in the past, you know, I'd take that task and then be like, man, and like in, in my mind kind of curse the, the situation and, and then having these practices allowed me to respond and, Hey, he brings me this task. I'll take it and be like, okay, I, I'll take it for what it's worth. I'm reading a great book right now. Uh, I've read it in the past, but I'm rereading it called the obstacle is the way. Mm. And it's uh, and it talks about how everything that happens, it, it can be objectively and subjectively analyzed or seen. So you could say, okay, that just happened and that sucks. So the part where you say, okay, that just happened, that's the objective part. And the part where you say, and that sucks, that's the subjective part. Well, yeah. they talk about being much more objective in life. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's what mindfulness helps you to do is be much more objective and, and really yeah. just take a look at the situation for what it is and not what you think it is. So again, kicking in that rational part of the brain, that prefrontal cortex, yeah. that's where, uh, that's where I, I definitely started to see a difference in myself. And I think that's where people started to see a difference in me is that I wasn't uh, cursing when they brought me some task or I wasn't, you know, <laughs> rumbling under my breath about getting angry and, <laughs> yeah. or like talking, you know, saying, talking crap behind their back or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Also, I love, I love the way you kind of put those two together. It's like, instead of losing weight, Right. It's like go to the mirror, go to the gym. It's like I'm eating better. I'm working out, burning some calories, shedding weight like mindfulness is helping us or I've learned and what you're kind of talking to and what it does for so many other people is like you're shedding stress, like, yeah. you know, the calories of stress and, and anxiety. And you're just like, you know, instead of it being you're losing weight, you're just losing more and more stress in a lot of ways, you know, through right. the actual practice itself, you know, because you're just like, oh, so it's almost like a daily rinse, which is really important just to sit, practice and kind of, you know, kind of let's go of some of the stress during the day. But over time, it's like this accumulative effect of like, you know, you're no longer like there's no longer like this stress and anxiety and like kind of WTF to the world between <laughs> me and you. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's like you're just we're just more open. And this is I'm seeing this in some, you know, it's, I've been seeing this for a long time now in so many aspects of 
uh, of my life and even helps me how I teach. I'm just more authentic and more fun and more joyful. And I just don't care as much as what people are thinking about what I'm doing because I, I'm, I'm working from a place of just of, of, of service and generosity and compassion. And like, you know, and, and it comes from that place. It's like, you know, how can I do anything wrong in some ways? Right. You know, just like yeah. I'm doing the best <laughs> I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, that's that's awesome. Good job. Yeah. Well, man, uh, I I love I love the background. I love what we've talked about thus far. I want to look at yeah. uh, some of the comments that have come in thus far. Oh, since, please. Uh, so yeah. we've got um, breathing in life and finding creativity and new opportunities in the spaces. Uh, yep, definitely. Um, once one comment is how does visualization and meditation carry over into daily life? And I think we've covered a lot of that there uh, since yeah. since we've been speaking. But it absolutely covers. Uh, it carries over rather into daily life in that it can really settle your mind. And the analogy that I've yeah. used again, and I'll continue to use this is, yeah. is the, the analogy of the snow globe. And, yeah. and uh, it, it feels almost as though without meditation or mindfulness, that as soon as I wake up in the morning and I check my phone and I see notifications and I see emails and I see uh, social media and then I see texts, everything that's like that snow globe, going from a complete steady state yeah. sitting on your shelf yeah. to being shaken up. And now you can't see the little image that's inside that snow globe. Well, meditation and mindfulness allows you to set that snow globe back down and let some of that noise, the notifications, the emails, the texts kind of settle to the bottom. And now you can see that image and see what's really important in your life. And I think that's where uh, mindfulness and meditation carry on to everyday life. And it helps you yeah. to focus on what's important, helps to settle your mind, kind of block out some of that noise that's not important so that you can be more present for yourself, more present for your friends and family, more present mm -hmm. for your colleagues at work. So I think that's how uh, it carries on into everyday life. Well, they also, then, the guy, um, that, that person who commented mentioned visualization. Yes. Right. Yes, so the yes, process great. of like calming that slow globe, da calming down that snow globe, right? And that helps us to access that or give us the opportunity to visualize, okay, what do we want? Like, how do I want to show up today? Yeah. Right. And that could be in the meditation itself, you know, just being like, I'm going to be more joyful today, or I'm going to be more patient with myself and everybody else and do the best I can. And seeing yourself doing it in a meditation. And, you know, first is like calming the body, calming the mind, calming all those snowflakes of that snow globe. Um, and then being able to access like, oh, wait, here I am, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm saying this as like, as I'm imagining myself sitting in meditation, um, it's like, here I am, it's like, okay, you know, sometimes a, a mantra I use in a meditation, John, often is just, I live with ease, I live with ease, yes. and then as I say that, and as the energy of, the, of that mantra, which is, a, you know, a phrase, um, I start to begin to experience my life with ease i begin to see myself like you know working with more ease you know uh, you know doing our podcast with just instead of like anxious or stressed like oh my god am i nervous it's like no <laughs> it's gonna be okay you know what i mean it's yeah. like it's because i'm doing the best i can and i'm doing it joyfully and i'm doing it with someone i really love and it's like it's like we're having a we're having a, a, a good time doing this so right like that visual you know so it's like it's it's calming the mind and the body by using the techniques and the practices uh, and then we can even access go deeper by accessing, you know, visualization and you can that visualization can be whatever you want it to be. It's like you can sit yourself and imagine yourself stepping into 
you know, that, that big uh, uh, meeting that you have, or you're the big presenter with all your like 25 slides or something like that, and seeing yourself grounding, talking, uh, and, and, and moving through that presentation in a way that, that allows you to be, or continue seeing yourself doing it brilliantly, or at least doing the best you can. Yes. So, um, and, and, and sometimes, uh, you know, the best you can is, is in the basement of your house, in your guest room with your kids. <laughs> I love it, John. And, and Hey, the, that's the best I can. And you can't beat yourself up for it. Right. The, exactly. the story using Brene Brown, you know, the story that you tell yourself is, oh, well, this is, it needs to be perfect because I'm putting it out there and into the universe and I need to, you know, have this perfect background and, and I can't have my kids breaking in and, and, uh, you know, but, but really the, the story that we need to tell ourselves is the best you can do. If you truly are doing the best you can, then that's enough. So, right. Hey, right. um, so got a couple of other comments here. Yeah, um, go for it. so let's see. Um, one says it lets me actually prioritize my values, which is important. Absolutely. If you're truly yeah, living your self values. Self-reflection. Yeah. Self-reflection, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and then see, uh, like the snow globe analogy, what's really important. Yep. Brought bring that into focus. And then, uh, thanks for bringing up the topic of masculinity. That's actually from my brother-in-law, uh, not, not my brother-in-law who's been uh, very sick, but my, one of my many other brother-in-laws, uh, but he's, 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 he's what's, tuned up? In, so, what's his so name? Thanks. Uh, his, his name is Nathan White. Hey, Nathan. Uh, yeah. Thanks so for, great, great to have you, Nathan. Um, cool. Well, that's, uh, I think we should probably bring it up, uh, wrap it up. Yeah. And I know you had a, yeah. a breathing triage that you wanted to introduce yeah. the crew to. So, uh, yeah. let's do that, man. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks. This is, uh, this has been fun, John. This has been great intro, gr great start in my book. Great start. <laughs> um, but, uh, let's, um, all right. So we're going to do a, a really simple breathing technique. Um, you know, I've heard it named like the triage breath, which, you know, triage is for like that urgent or emergent emergency kind of situation that you're just really feeling overwhelmed or flushed or fluttered with, you know, stress or anxiety or, or, or whatever that, those feelings are coming up for you. And just doing this really simple breathing technique. It's a 510 breath. So we're going to inhale for five, trying to really feel or like we did earlier um, with the 2021 breath, right? <laughs> inhale, <laughs> right. Really trying to find like, you know, a big inhale. Um, and then, you know, so we're going to hold for five. We're, we'll, we'll, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, talk through it for so for so five seconds, I'm going to count for the inhale and the exhale. We want to be mindful, a really slow exhalation through the nose for a long count of 10. It's you're going to, it, you'll see, it's going to feel really long. And if you're not used to, um, breathing in a deeper way, like this is just another practice. Like this could also be a great practice, John, like when I'm feeling kind of a little out of it. Um, even before I drop into my meditation, I, I, I do this breathing technique for like two minutes and then I continue on to meditation. So nice. great grounding exercise kind of navigates you back, you know, who you are, where you are and what's important to you. Um, but find a comfortable seat, uh, you know, try, I, I always suggest, um, not like slouching in a chair cause that just that literally closes your chest and closes your lungs. So you lose that, uh, ability to take a big breath. Um, have a nice long spine. Um, you know, if you want to lie down for this, go right ahead. No big deal. Uh, you can bring your hands. We can actually ground our hands down on our thighs. That's like I'm kind of closing the palms down and helping them to ground a little bit more. That'll help us hopefully to find more of our breath. But uh, let's just do this for five rounds and let's just start with an exhale. Let it go out. So we're going to go in and out through the nose, but we'll take this first exhale through the mouth. Let it go out. 
Here we go. Inhaling through the nose, big breath for five, four, three, two, one. Hold the breath just for a moment and really slow on the exhale for 10, nine, eight. Exhaling through the nose, keep going. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's keep going. Big breath in for five. Keep going, keep going. Three, two, one. Pause, like even here, make a real conscious choice to start the beginning of the exhale really slow for 10, nine, eight, seven, six. Keep going, keep going. Four, three, two, one. Let's resume. Keep going. Big breath in for five. More, more, more. Two, one. Hold just for a moment and really soft and slow exhale for 10. Nine, eight, nice and easy. Keep going. Four, three, two, one. Let's keep going. Two more rounds. Inhale. Five, four. Hold. Exhale. Ten, nine, eight. Keep going. Smooth, smooth. Two, one. Last breath in for five. Bigger if you can. Bigger, 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 bigger. Very nice. Exhale slowly. Ten. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And just a few regular breaths into the nose and out through the nose. And just take a moment and notice how you're feeling now by just doing, what is that, like a minute and a half of breathing, just, but in a particular way, just a couple more breaths. Do you feel more relaxed? Do you feel more calm? Feel more enthusiastic? Just notice. And when you're ready, open your eyes and, and thank yourself for, for be listening to our first episode of season two on Mind Talking Mindfulness. Um, thank you, John, for today. Wonderful. Absolutely. Thank you, Will. And thank you for that that grounding practice there at the end. And one of my right. teachers, he, he talks about uh, taking an internal selfie prior to yeah. and and after uh, a meditation. So, you know, much like your regular selfie that you take with your cell phone, your yeah. internal selfie is is a a look at how you feel, how you look, how you feel in your body, like truly feeling any tension in your body, any kind of physical pain, just taking note of that. And then how you feel in your nervous system. Are you jazzed? Or are you nervous? Are you stressed out? Or are you calm? Are you calmer than you were at the beginning? And then uh, in your mind, is your mind more focused? Is it more settled? And, right. uh, and, and I, I think my internal selfie that I just took after your grounding practice there, after your breathing, I, I definitely feel more at ease. And I think that's a great, great way to put it is at ease. You know, my, my mind is uh, much more at ease. My nervous system is much more at ease. So thank you for that grounding practice. And Will, thank you for your space, your time today. For those who are watching, thank you for tuning in. Uh, for those who yeah. listen later to the podcast, we do transfer this over to a podcast and we plan on transferring this over to Will's Instagram. Will is at Will Not Fear on Instagram. Uh, yeah. you know, if, you, if you happen to tune in on the podcast, please Give us a, a good rating, a review. Let us know what your thoughts are. Hey, if, if you don't if you don't feel it's good, let us know. Let us know in the comments. Yeah. We don't know unless you let us know. So thank you very much for your guys' time and space for tuning in uh, today. One second, on, John. On, Look at this. Yeah. There, there's a turkey running. Oh, fuck. Anyway, sorry. There's a turkey <laughs> running across the farm. I was like, oh, my God. I was like so distracted. I'm sorry. 
but uh, well, <laughs> trying to catch it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you, John. I apologize for that disruption, yeah. but no, uh, all good. closing our episode. But um, yeah, I'm so glad we're here, John. Have a great rest of your day on yeah. January 1st. Everyone, thank you for listening who's out Absolutely. there. And um, we're back next Friday. Yes, yes. So this time every Friday for the next 19 episodes. So we'll do 20 episodes per season. So next 19 weeks, we'll be right here yeah. at this time. And uh, yeah, thanks very much. Happy New Year. Happy 2021. Take care. Everyone. Thank you. Thank you, John. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening. All right. Peace. Thanks for joining Will and John on Men Talking Mindfulness. If you enjoyed the show, please like and share it with your friends and family. And please, we would appreciate a review too. Until next time, this has been Men Talking Mindfulness. Thanks for showing up.